Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's episode of How Did They Do a Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Sayla Prack. Today, I am honored to be joined by Khalil Bartrain. Khalil is a real estate investor and also a business owner. He assists engineers, owners, and contractors in designing and implementing HVAC systems for commercial buildings and indoor agriculture facilities to provide cost-effective and energy-effective solutions. He was previously an HVAC consulting engineer with several years of extensive experience working on large projects, including LAX International Airport, Orlando International Airport, Long Beach Historic Terminal, and other commercial projects. So, Khalil, thank you so much for spending time with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Sela. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. And so, yes, no problem at all. So, and Khalil, if you can, can you share a little bit more about your background and how did you get started with real estate to begin with? Absolutely. So thanks for the great introduction. Yeah, W2 background, mechanical engineer, started off doing mechanical engineering and got into the consulting world where I was helping engineers, building owners design and construct HVAC systems. Mm -hmm. And I got into that for about three to four years. And then I found that I wanted a little more out of it. I wanted some more flexibility instead of my nine to five on the desk job, Mm -hmm. I transitioned more into a sales role. And so sales allowed me to have that flexible time where I can control my schedule to allow me to start building that life that I wanted down the line. And so as soon as I had that sales job, I started thinking, okay, what's possible with what we're doing here in sales and making commissions? What's possible for us to build down the line for me and my family, passive income and, and generational wealth? And that's really what got me into looking at real estate options and what was out there as far as what we could invest in. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what kicked me off into the journey, to be honest. That's awesome. And Khalil, so you're talking about like starting with the real estate, right? Investing. And there's so many investing options out there. So now you're talking about stock, bonds, and like different types of options. Why real estate? A few things. I like investing in things that I understand, number one, <laughs> and things that I have somewhat a level of control over. And then also just looking at how I can surround myself with the experts in the industry, if they're accessible or not. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, like if you compare like stocks versus real estate, access to knowledge in those two different investment options is very different. So getting access to like a Fortune 500 company to know what's the best or not best stock to invest in is very difficult compared to maybe getting access to somebody like you where it's like, okay, here's what we've done in the past. Here's what we're doing in this market. You look at actual data. That's one big thing is just access to knowledge for me. There's so many meetups available to mm-hmm. connect with people, right? And then the second thing is control over the asset you're investing in. So stocks is kind of like a wild ride, at least for me, and maybe probably 80%, 90% of people in the US. Yeah. We don't truly understand it. And we don't know if it's going to be up or down. We just have a hunch. But real estate, it's a lot more predictable as far as building value into something, investing based on maybe population or job growth or stuff like that. So it's just a lot more concrete data that you're making a decision to invest in. 
Got it, got it. And then, like when you first started as、uh, investing in real estate, how did you get started? Are you starting with single family, multi-family? Can you share some light a little bit? Yeah. So I mean, and to be honest, right, I'm early in my journey, which isn't like a knock on myself. I'm enjoying it really a lot, and I'm、mm -hmm. early, and I'm learning a lot, and I'm open to a lot of investment opportunities. But how we got started and decided the different paths was just get in and try something. So for me, that's like a really big thing. Is now I had the flexible job, right?、Mm -hmm. I had the commission income and the flexible schedule, and I did a lot of the learning, which is super important in the beginning to do a lot of learning. But you don't want to get stuck in that famous right quote analysis paralysis. Everybody、mm -hmm. knows that you don't want to get stuck in it. So I would say, out of all the options, like if you think of single family, multifamily, self storage, commercial, rental arbitrage, wholesaling, flipping, all these things, pick one or two and just move. Right,、mm -hmm. get going on it and see where that takes you. Because you'll find that sometimes in the early stages, it's not really the specific investment that you're picking. That's important. It's just the people that you're surrounding yourself with, that you're talking to, that you're networking with when you're that early in your journey. So for me, we started off with single family because I saw on Instagram somebody doing long-term rentals in Memphis, Tennessee, and she's a coach and she charges like a small fee to walk you through to get your first rental property in three or four months. It was so this was like early last year. So I just signed up with her. I'm like,、right, let's go, let's do it, let's try it, and it worked. And I had a single family home rental property, and we ran all the numbers, and I learned so much. And throughout that process, I was networking so much with other people from real estate and from coaching programs I was in that aren't real estate related. And I got introduced to self storage. I got introduced to multifamily. So、mm -hmm. it really opened up the doors to understanding what else is out there. And so that's kind of we got going on our investing journey. Got it, got it. And you mentioned about like you learning a lot at the beginning. It's wonderful. Like that's the first thing in investing journey, right? Was to educate yourself so that you have a better understanding of how to do the underwriting, how to find the right market, and all that. So if you had to share with our listeners, like what type of things that you would advise for them to learn, or if there are any books or any personal growth, you know, like especially changing your mindset, right? You as a W two employee, you change your mindset to convert to okay, I want to build a generational wealth for my. Children for my family in the future or something like that. Is there any resources or that you use that will be helpful for our listener? Plenty of resources, and it's just where do you want to start? So I think if you already know that you want to get into real estate, podcasts are great, right? There's a few different podcasts. Obviously, everybody knows the Bigger Pockets podcast. That was a huge asset for me when I was early on,、mm -hmm. but it's it also can be a dangerous. Thing as well, so you can get really stuck in listening to podcasts twenty four seven, where you don't implement anything. So、mm -hmm. I think a good balance of finding a podcast on Apple Podcasts, right? Just search real estate, you'll find plenty of them that have great ratings, including yours. I'm sure that if you just pick the right ones that you think fit where you are right now,、mm -hmm. listen to it and try to implement at least one thing out of the podcast. Versus jumping into the next one right after it, because as soon as you do that, it's like almost out the other ear, right? Yeah, it's great, but I'd say like consume with intent versus just consuming to consume, and so that's a lesson learned that I have as far as consuming content for real estate. So podcasts were a huge help for me as far as gaining knowledge, but then I had to stop that and get into implementation. Books. I've honestly not read too many real estate books. 
I've read a lot of mindset books. I've read a lot of personal finance books, uh, which are all really related to investing. And then the biggest piece is, for me, has been coaching. So coaching, mindset coaching has been the biggest impact on my life the past two years. So I think I started September, October of 2021. Mm -hmm. And it was just right in the middle of COVID, right after the main part of COVID. Everybody was kind of feeling down, right? And we're like, what do we want to do with our lives? Everything was changing to like the whole remote world. And that got me thinking about what do I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And where do I start like mentally organizing things? So I got into a community called Jason Dries Coaching that was a huge benefit to me as far as leveling up my mindset, allowing myself to think what's possible, Mm -hmm. what can I do? And just going for those like impossible goals. And that was kind of like the catalyst for meeting a lot of people, which I think, you know, Randy Smith, Jared Alexander, I met those guys Mm -hmm. through that community and they allowed me to meet you. So I think that coaching community has leveled me up and also introduced me to so many influential people in the world that really have gotten me going in this investing journey. So getting out there into communities, I'd say, is probably the number one resource to make use of. Yeah, that's awesome. There's so many communities out there, right? So that to get you started to investing in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that when we first started, kind of struggling a little bit in terms of to choose which communities to join, right? There's so many. And how do you know you pick the right communities to join and not holding you back like two years, right, of your life if you join the wrong group or something like that, right? So for yourself, how do you know the community that you join is the right group for you? Yeah, With the coaching one, it's a little less confusing because there's not as many that I know of mindset coaching programs, right? So that's kind of a smaller, more niche world. So for me, I only knew about Tony Robbins and I knew about Jason Dries coaching, but there was also a reputation attached to that coaching program because Mm -hmm. I heard them on a podcast. So probably if you're looking for the coaching mindset piece, interview a few, right? And then also maybe pick up a few references uh, or Mm -hmm. referrals from each of them and talk to those individuals that have been through the programs. And I think you can make an educated decision based on that. But when it comes to real estate, I completely understand that there are so many programs out there. And I feel like everybody has the secret recipe and the secret sauce to success. I'd say try to join more meetups first, the free version Mm -hmm. of communities, right? and network for a while, no need to pay the $20,000, $30,000 program fees right off the bat if you think it's going to get you the motivation to go do something. You need to have the motivation to go do something first yep, yep. before you pay the price and you're like, it's going to get me going because it usually doesn't happen that way. Right. But yeah, and, and then also same thing, get referrals, talk to those people and get feedback, solid feedback before just acting on like a funnel online, right? Or an advertisement. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about. Serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. 
To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And also, as you mentioned earlier, that you started out as a single-family homes, and I think we had a conversation before we start recording. It was in Ohio. Yeah. Our listeners possibly wondering, like, how do you pick your location? How do you know that is the market for you? The United States has fifty states. Why Ohio? How do you know? That's yeah. the state I want to invest in. Yeah. And so I'm sure you have a lot of experience in this. When you guys decide to look at a market, it's for maybe a few different key drivers. Mm-hmm. That could be landlord friendliness. It could be certain tax laws. It could be population growth, job growth. Who are the big employers that are here? Are they recession resilient? Are they just, or are they not, right? And so for me, when my wife and I were looking at getting into Ohio last year, Maybe it's a little too much, but we had a spreadsheet of like 15 states that we picked based off of landlord friendliness first, mm-hmm. and then we started dialing in what are the property tax rates, what are the reassessment timelines, when do they reassess property, do they reassess on sale, do they reassess every few years, and I could go on and on, but it's just job growth, population growth, the key drivers for that economy, mm-hmm. and we literally just sorted. And I sorted by the best and I started highlighting, okay, this one's green, but it's got a little bit of yellow here. The job growth is like slower than here, but look at the taxes here, right? So it was, a Ohio for me was the best balance of landlord friendliness, tax reassessment stuff, and then job growth and population growth was actually pretty decent. And there was a lot of companies moving in there into the Columbus area as well that kind of helped us make that decision to go into Ohio. So few cities in Ohio that we like mm-hmm. and that we would do business in. Right now I'm in Euclid, which is right outside of Cleveland, Northeast. And then another city is Cincinnati that I also really like. So where do you guys invest? So in terms of single family, we invested in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. And also, Khaled, thank you so much for sharing that. And through our conversation, you did mention that you also jump into multifamily. So I know you probably like throughout your networking and meetups and you hear about multifamily, about self-storage and other asset classes. Why did you decide to tap into the multifamily space as well? So I actually decided to jump into multifamily because I met Randy Smith mm-hmm. at coaching event. So completely unrelated to real estate, but this is how going into a community like that Mm -hmm. unlocks different environments, different people from different industries. And that was the first time I heard about passive investing in in multifamily. And to me, as a W-2 employee, that is pretty important, right? I'd like to have that in the mix of my portfolio as far as having a piece of it that I don't necessarily have to do the work as long as I do the due diligence on the operator themselves to make sure that they have a good track record, they've invested in that specific state before, and they know what they're doing, right? Those were kind of like assurances to me that like, okay, I can invest passively with them. And then I can reap the benefits of maybe tax benefits, cash flow as well, and then like an equity piece on the back end. So that's what got me interested in passive investing in multifamily. And that's something that I'm looking to grow over the years. But right now I want to also focus on active investing so that I can build up more capital to make that passive investing more profitable for me later on. So it's part of the whole portfolio that I envision, but there's so many benefits to passively investing that I'm enjoying right now. 
So one of the things that I talked to a lot of passive investors and one of the biggest question was what build your confidence to actually invest as a passive investors, right? So basically you invested in, let's say, a deal. You have no control over it. The operators like have the entire 100% control of the properties, right? But like what build your confidence to jump in and invest it as a passive investor? Trusting the operator, number one, and then having an investor mindset that I'm really investing in the people more than I am investing in the specific property. Mm -hmm. And I figured the wealthier in real estate and the wealthy invest. And for the most part in real estate, they make money over the long run. And it's about time in the market, right? Not about timing the market. So getting in now and getting in with a good operator Mm -hmm. is going to be better for me in the long run than waiting around trying to find the absolute perfect time and perfect operator invest. So I think I have an investor mindset where I'm not saying like, I don't care if I lose the money, but I'm open to the wins and the losses because that's part of the investing journey. Because if you're going to invest in stocks, there's a lot more losses than there are wins. So that's the alternative, right? Right. So that's kind of what I ask myself. It's like, what's the alternative and how long am I going to wait around for the perfect opportunity? And possibly another question for you is as W2 employees and invested as a passive investor, what are some of the benefits that you get from as a passive investor? You mentioned earlier tax benefit depreciations and cash flows and all that, right? But do you see that and do you trust the process? Do I see the cash cash flow, flow, the tax depreciation, the K1s and all that? Yes. Yes. So the cash flow for me is a small piece because depending on how much you invest in a property, maybe it could range from four or five to eight, nine percent or more if you go into like the alternate assets mm-hmm. as far as the cash flow piece. So that isn't going to change your life right now if you think about it today. Like an extra hundred to two hundred dollars a month isn't going to change most people's life. But when you compound that over time and multiple deals, let's say you do one deal a year and then five years down the line, you have five deals and one of them is exiting. And the year after the other one's exiting, right? That's when you see the big impact. For me right now, I see the cash flow. And then I also got a K1 this year. There was a loss, right? From cost segregation studies that the operator did. I can't realize the full $10,000 off of my W2, but it's carry forward so that any income that I do make from cash flow is going to be tax free. And so until my wife and I get the real estate professional status, which is a goal of ours to be able to take all those losses in the current year, I'm going to enjoy just future cash flow that's tax free because of those losses. Got it. And Khalil, you mentioned that you wanted to focus on your active side of things right currently as well. And what does it mean by being on an active side? It's definitely a lot to balance sometimes, and I can get into all the ways to balance. But right now on the active side, it means I have to vet the market. I have to run the numbers on the market that I'm looking at. I have to run comps. I have to talk to realtors. I have to network with contractors, property managers, all these things, which if you have a team, it's less work. But when you are in your early stages and you're trying to actively invest and you're trying to get off the ground, you're probably doing all the work yourself. And it's definitely a lot. And if you're not relying on people that have experience in their specific markets, then make sure you're ready for the work because it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, for me, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's awesome. And Khalil, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far since you started? It's honestly a world of opportunities for me. I've really enjoyed 
understanding all these different asset classes and focusing on one or two right now and being open to more opportunities down the line. And it's really set me up for mentally, number one, mentally having that mindset of growth. And it's honestly, I'm excited because it's setting me up for future success, right? It's Mm -hmm. sometimes it could be hard when you look at the day-to-day and all the work that you're doing, but my wife and I, three years ago, compared to today, we have a plan, we're moving forward, we're taking action, it's exciting. And we know that like my two-month-old son right now is going to be 18, he's going to be loving it. And he's going to be like, wow, dad, you did all this work when I was under five? (laughs) Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he's two months old. (laughs) Wow, wow. That's really cute. Yeah. So, Khalil, so if you have to give advice to our listener who like staying on a sideline right now, right, instead of just, you mentioned about uh, taking actions earlier, right? And then if you have additional advice and pushing our listeners who are listening right now to invest in real estate, what would that be? Yeah. If you're in the education phase, start implementing at least what you're learning, right? Try to segment what you're learning and implement little pieces. Let's say you learn one podcast this week on that specific topic that you like. One action item that week should be something from the podcast. And maybe it's just reach out to one operator, right? One passive investment operator like yourself or one syndication company like yourself that you could just network, right? Because a phone call with them could open your eyes up a lot more and they could refer you to so many other people or things to look at. So I think even if it's one simple action item, don't underestimate the impact of a simple action when it comes to networking and learning. That would be one big one. And then one really important one for me has been value your time. And it's easy to say that, but (laughs) know the actual value of your hour. So If you take your income last year, divide it by 12 months, divide it by four, right, to get to your hourly rate, make sure you're spending that every hour on the actions that will get you the most impact. Because if you're spending time scrolling on Instagram, consuming knowledge, like I ran this the other day and you're like, oh my God, if I were to take a look at my social media hours spent per week, multiply it by my dollar per hour. I'm like, oh my God, I'm spending that much money on social media. (laughs) So think of it that way. And in that sense, you're going to open up your mind to like, oh, well, maybe if I use this time to call a company to learn about passive investments or call a realtor or call or get to know somebody that I met at a networking event, it's going to make that much bigger of a difference to actually get into things because you're going to get more excitement out of it, right? And when we're excited, we tend to take more action and be in it. So if you're on the sidelines, that's a very important one. And if you're on the sidelines, find your local meetup, right? Go to the meetup. But one big piece, like people can go to meetups all the time. One big piece that I would say at the meetup, when you meet these people, focus on that follow through. So when you're done, like make sure that you reach back out to the people that you connected with the most and grab a coffee with them, get to know them a little bit on a personal level. Don't be shy to ask for a coffee date because Mm -hmm. we meet all these people on these meetups and then we forget about them or things fizzle out and you're like, oh yeah, that guy, right? But if you take them out to coffee, like it's five bucks, invite them to coffee and it's going to make a huge impact. So that would be my third and final tip. 
Wow, that's a golden nugget right there, Carly. So really appreciate you coming on to the podcast today to share with us about your real estate journey, how to get started, how to invest in a single families and the multifamilies and the benefits of investing or building generational wealth going forwards as a W2 employee. And so really appreciate you spending time with me. So if our listener listening to our podcast right now and they want to reach out to you, get to know you better or setting up that coffee date with yep. you, so where can they go? Yeah, so two places. You can go on LinkedIn, my first and last name. So Khalil Badran on LinkedIn, or you can find me on Instagram, Khalil Badran, or the short tag is K Badran, K B A D R A N. I'd love to chat. If you're in SoCal, want to grab a coffee, interested in real estate, I am more than happy to do that and get together. That's awesome. Khalil, thank you so much again for your time. We appreciate you. Thank you, Sela. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Zayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.